This week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast is brought to you by Artbase. Are you managing an art collection or an artist studio or a gallery? Is it time to bring your collection management skills up to a professional level? Well, Artbase is the right software to manage your art business. Artbase allows you to track your artworks and contacts in an easy-to-use, powerful database. Enter your data once, and you can use that data to generate reports, offers, contracts, and so much more. They've got a brand new version out with a whole new look that can be used on the cloud from any location on any device. So what are you waiting for? Go to artbase.com today to learn more. And be sure to mention Art Tactic for a 15% discount. Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Green. Hope everyone's doing well and staying safe. Ordinarily, August is a quiet time in the art world, but that isn't the case this August. Due to the unfortunate circumstances caused by COVID, many galleries around the world are actually open this August to make up for lost time. And auction houses are as well. One auction I wanted to explore further is occurring at Christie's and opens today, August 5th, and runs until August 19th. The auction's name is Trespassing, and it includes a selection of street or urban artists, as well as more mainstream contemporary artists. And I think this sale really encapsulates a growing trend in the art market. It's the blurring of the lines between collecting categories. Collectors don't want to be pigeonholed. They want to collect what resonates with them. And I think collectors now are being exposed to more art than ever before, in large part through social media like Instagram. I think a lot of the Instagram experience is about discovering artists, not just from their newsfeed or hashtags, but from other collectors who share posts with them. I think it's still surprising to a lot of the more established art world to see someone have a collection that includes, say, Cause and someone like Anthony Gormley or Rashid Johnson or Toino Giodutola. But this kind of thing is happening more and more. And I thought it would be interesting to explore this trend further. So in this week's episode of the podcast, we chat with Ronnie Pirovino, contemporary art collector, curator, appraiser, and he's recognized as one of the early and most prolific collectors of Cause's work. And we're also joined by Lindsay Griffith, head of department for prints and multiples in New York at Christie's. Together, they're curating Trespassing, which is now online at christies.com. We wanted to talk to him about this merging of collecting categories and also preview their sale. So we hope you enjoy the conversation. Thanks so much for listening. Lindsay, thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, Ronnie, if we start with you, tell us a little bit about your collecting background for our listeners who aren't familiar and how you became one of the most widely recognized collectors of Causes work. Sure. Um, today, I would say that I collect uh, quite a variety of, of uh, material, uh, including very new and emerging artists to very established artists, but with cause, it, it really began with uh, an interest in, in Japanese popular culture and, and really coming across his work through that lens. And one of the things that I would say is unique in my experience is that uh, since beginning my collection in the early 2000s, I've used the internet quite a lot and effectively to not only build my collection, but to essentially build a profile for myself 
taking the opportunity along the way, <clears throat> excuse me, when uh, the internet was really based on message boards. And that's where really the experience began is, is my interaction uh, with other collectors on message boards. And for message boards, uh, it, it really became evident that I was a, a, a very, very quote unquote evangelistic supporter of cause. And that approach, that very kind of avid uh, stance in, in, in kind of advocating the work and illuminating it and, and really um, trying to get others to, to see the value in it, or basically organically kind of elevated me to a sort of a leadership position. And others recognized not only my passion, but my knowledge in, in the work. And so from that point, it kind of went to and sort of meandering path into a blog that I had called the art collectors to Instagram where we are today. And social media has really become a platform, so to speak, that, that I use um, very effectively to not only communicate with others about what I'm doing and my process in collecting, but also sharing my knowledge in, in cause works, uh, which is, an interesting thing, because as, as Lindsay may have some perspective on, um, cause works uh, don't necessarily have, you know, a catalog resume or or some sort of, you know, encyclopedic volume that you can consult and, and really, you know, find that history and find, you know, everything that you might want to know. So one of the reasons why I've become a sort of a visible leader in, in, in the the field, so to speak, is because I, I have a lot of that knowledge. I've taken it upon myself to really um, learn and, and discover um, a great deal of, of what it is that that cause has produced and, and, and its relevance and, and so on and so forth. And so I, I, I love to freely share that with others. And that's one of the things that, that I think I enjoy most about this experience of collecting is is this aspect of community and being able to share with others not only the process but but also the 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 notion of of uh discovering and finding and and hunting and and so on and so forth it's it's uh it's sort of been a very organic um motion forward so to speak and and here we are today in Lindsay, it seems like Christie's has slowly started to embrace featuring urban artists in your auctions, but this sale seems like a really big step in that direction. Why is now the right time for Christie's to embrace this collecting category, and why with this sale in this format with Ronnie? Sure, I, I, you know, I think it's trespassing to me is a real convergence of a number of factors. I think really starting kind of at the beginning of the last year, I saw a real sort of emerging momentum that was happening really specifically also in our category, um, particularly from an experience of working with a client that had sold a stick portfolio with us in London um, and working to develop a dedicated Banksy uh, edition sale. Those two market moments, both of which set really very serious auction records for those artists really made me notice that this was a real moment in our market that was starting to distinguish itself from some of the other artists that we handle. Um, 
And that in combination with really feeling like we wanted to emphasize um, that there could really be an expertise, which Ronnie just touched on. And I think that has always been a thing that's resonated between me and Ronnie from our earliest moments of working on this project, that I think there's been a real misconception that these are just, you know, posters or toys or things that don't have the same sort of standard bearers for expertise that, you know, people really do associate when they think about our collecting category. Um, and I think, you know, for me, there's such a tradition of in prints and multiples of people getting excited about the latest release and following along with trends that I think we're just seeing in a new permutation with this collecting audience. And I think the energy and the enthusiasm is something that I'm really keen that we embrace. Um, and I think this sale is really the best way that we could have ever dreamed to have capitalized on that. And Ronnie, as we've discussed, the sale features not only street or urban artists, but also more mainstream contemporary artists. And there really seems to be a significant number of these street art collectors who have expanded their collecting interests into these more mainstream contemporary artists. I'm curious, why do you think this evolution is happening now? And, you know, it's interesting from my perspective. I think it really surprises some people from the more established art world to see this kind of crossover and diversity in a single person's collection. Well, I really can point to my experience concretely as being the sort of foundation for the notion of, of what we're doing here in terms of how I entered into collecting and how I've evolved along the way. And I believe that because of social media and because of today's environment where, you know, basically everyone is sharing images and seeing things, uh, you know, and basically being able to put them on Instagram and other channels it gives people a sense of access, a point of access. So basically, the, the category that we may be referring to as street art or art that, you know, doesn't necessarily or originate in, in a gallery, that sort of art, I believe, has become a real access point, a, a real beginning for someone to kindle their, their interest in art. Yeah, and, and it's it's it, my my experience is is a true reflection of of this of this sort of uh, situation where you know you 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 might not come to art with a body of knowledge that is steeped in history and and where you you may not have wanted to to learn about art and to appreciate it on a more serious level until something that you see in a, in a very, very sort of happenstance way where it's, it's sort of the ethereal experience and then it just, it resonates and it, and it, and it really hits a responsive chord that, that you then kind of pursue further. And, and for me, cause was very much a, a, a channel into a more serious art collecting process. And today, you know, I, I can say that from cause, I moved to Rashid Johnson, to Jonas Wood, to Anthony Gormley, to Invader, to um, Avery Singer, and, and, and many other artists that are exceptional examples of, of contemporary art. And, and this, this is sort of a, 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 
a continuum, so to speak. The, 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 the aspect of being introduced to art, I believe, has become so important in today's world. And, and my role in, 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 in sort of this, this scene is, is sort of, you know, a focal point, a, a person that can show others where to go from, from their primary point of interest. And so I think that is, at, the end of, at the end of the day, we, I can say that it, it, it is a reflection of my experience. This, this event, this sale is really truly sort of a, a, a dream group show, so to speak, of, of sort of this broad spectrum of, of art and artists that, that truly share a very dynamic energy and, and really artists that are, that are bringing new people, new collectors into collecting. And, and I think that, that it's, that's very, very, very exciting. And I think it's, it, this is something that should be embraced because at the end of the day, saying that again, young collectors and new collectors coming in, they need to have an access point and they need to be able to kindle their interest. And many times walking into a gallery isn't what they're doing. They're, they're, they're seeing something on their phone. They're seeing something on the screen. A friend is sending them an image, something to that effect. And, and so this, this sort of scenario is, is really um, all about a kind of an interlinked sort of uh, process that, you know, I think is, is going to be more and more evident um, with younger and new collectors and, and maybe not so young collectors. It, it's, it's all about kind of this exciting sort of vibe. And, and really, uh, when it comes to um, crossover and diversity, I think that that's, it's, it's just the future of art and categories are being blurred and, and art is art, you know, and, and, and one of the things that I think is, is really important to emphasize at this moment is that, you know, categories, maybe they will exist as we move forward, but, but art is really becoming really just less defined as far as like what, what it is. And, and that should be embraced. And just, Adam, sorry to but just to jump in because I think there are yeah, two things course. that Ronnie just said that are really important. I think one, and I know Ronnie just said, but I can't overemphasize how much Instagram is an important part of this story. I think yes. it's the way people engage with images, the way people that are used to finding artists and new mediums and are sort of engaged in this conversation via Instagram, via the discover button. I, to me, it's amazing in my sort of role as a specialist and so much of what we do is to sort of look and see and think about what sort of new artists and trends and what are things that our clients are potentially going to be looking for. And a tremendous tool to that, frankly, is Instagram. And it grows in importance, I think, every year. I think the other thing is I just want to underline how much what Ronnie says about categories sort of diffusing and becoming sort of less and less important and, and how much I'm also such a believer in that. I think there are, I am such a believer in prints and multiples. I think it is such an engaging and exciting place for artists. It's collaborative. It's an exciting, often more affordable place for people to engage. But 
I think there are so many people that are collecting this medium without really necessarily thinking that that's where they're, what they're purchasing or what they're excited about. And I think as an artist that are sort of creating additions without thinking about it in that way as well. And so I think as those sort of traditional delineations break down, I think that's where you get this really exciting moment for sales like this, where you're sort of, you're appealing to people that are thinking cross category and and aren't sort of thinking in traditional lines. And I think that's a really exciting moment, not only for the medium, but for the market. And Lindsay, I'm curious to what extent are you beginning to see your regular clients show interest in this collecting category and these artists? Or do you feel like it's a new breed of collector, maybe younger, more active on social media, new to the auction houses, that's going to be collecting these kind of artists in depth? Or or maybe it's a combination of both of these groups. I mean, from my perspective, the answer, which is a really exciting one, is both. Um, What I've seen is that particularly with the emergence of the online selling platform, which was always when Ronnie first approached me with the idea of of thinking about this as a sale, sort of we envisioned together that the online selling platform would be a great medium for this because we knew that that's a place where people are really starting to get engaged with purchasing this type of material. And I think the e-commerce platform at Christie's has given us a portal to new clients across the board globally in a really exciting way. But I, I think, yes, there's, there's very much this young emerging, you know, people that are waiting online and are waiting for these new additions to come out and the latest releases and all of that is an audience that I'm so engaged to talk to every day. But it's also really interesting to, um, to notice the people that are some of the most Um, important clients for the firm that have been engaging with us for a long time and have been collecting at the very top end of the market in not only my category, but post-born contemporary art and design um, are also really excited about a lot of these artists. And I think that's another reason why we were really excited to hold this sale, because I think they view this sort of collecting category and this energy that Ronnie alludes to as a really important piece of having a contemporary art collection. And I think that the fact that this sale could potentially appeal not only to people that are new to us that may have never thought about coming to a Christie's sale before and people that have been traditionally engaged with us, I think that's precisely where I would like to be. Well, I think this is a really interesting discussion and a really fascinating development in the art world. And I'm very intrigued to see how this continues in the future. Now you have your sale, Trespassing, which is an online auction that lasts until August 19th. I thought we could preview it a little bit here by each of you highlighting a few of your favorite works in the auction and telling us why they're especially meaningful to you. Ronnie, I'll let you go first because I feel like so many of these things are so personal like, like have it resonate with you. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, the, the star of the show is the Astro Boy Sculpture by Cause. This piece is nothing short of legendary. It is, it is really the crowning collection, the crowning piece to a collection. Uh, it, is, it is something that, that essentially has been uh, in, in a sort of a cosmetology where um, he produced uh, 13 originally, um, all original 
different pieces in terms of um, different colors, uh, hand painted. Uh, and uh, the rumor is that two, two were destroyed along the way. So there's really only 11 known to be essentially around. And, and um, this one piece in particular has been with the original owner for nearly 20 years. And, you know, I have to, uh, to say that I'm truly honored that, that uh, my friend has uh, allowed us to present this to the world and to, to, to have us uh, place this into, into the hands of that, that next collector who will appreciate it and, and truly, you know, embrace it for what it is and, 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 and understand how important it is. Next is, is the ad disruption from 1999. This is an example of, of causes, you know, tr true original thesis, which is a, uh, a, uh, a, a criticism or a commentary on, on advertising and, and sort of the vapid nature of, of advertising and and this is uh, you know what would be called a bus stop ad disruption which is basically where he would take a bus stop poster uh that would be installed publicly and run it back to a studio and take his time to rework it with his own characters uh and in this case he has put in a uh his 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 iconic skull over the model's face and you know, reinstall it in in the same venue in the same bus stop from which it originated. And this was, you know, a, an incredible moment in, in in art because the people, the people who saw this, were the were that were the people that that essentially responded so strongly to it and recognize the genius in, in what he was doing. And so this ad disruption is, is just steeped in history. It is just a true example of, 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 of his work at the time when he used the street to essentially convey his message and the street responded in turn and embraced what he was doing. And um, it is it is very much one of the very few uh, bus stop ad disruption examples that have ever come to auction. Same with the Astro Boy, and that's that's extremely significant in this sale. Next, I would I would highlight the Jonas Wood Basketball Campus, and and I would say that that the the the, the uh, image of the basketball really resonates in terms of this kind of notion of uh, a sport that, that is uh, always at, at sort of the, the, the pulse of, of what is new and what is current. And, you know, it, 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 has, it has sort of this, uh, this, this, uh, these elements of, of hip hop and of, of things that have sort of began, began on the street, that have originated on the street and sort of have become real uh, tent poles in our culture. And, and so Jonas's work with, with the basketballs in particular, I think really resonate in terms of the, the, the sort of the idea that, that this sport is, is, is very much something that, that is also a bridge between, you know, kind of what might happen on an urban court versus what might happen on, 
you know, on a, on a suburban environment and, and so on and so forth. It just, it's just, it, it, it kind of summarizes so many, so many of those points. Next is, is the invader mosaic. Invader is, is, is another artist that is seminal to the field of, of street art, just like Banksy and cause and invader is someone who is, I would say, the people's champion in, in, in terms of what, you know, what his art represents around the world. I mean, he has even installed a, a, an invasion on, on the Eiffel Tower, which was, you know, allowed by the Parisian authorities. And that just goes to show you how much of a, of a figure he is in France how much of a of a of a staple he is in, in in terms of elevating the the street culture into something bigger and his mosaics that appear around the world as his quote unquote invasions are just you know these spectacular public uh, installations and and you know it's not it, it, he embodies the spirit of of putting something on the street that that the people will appreciate and the people will, will, you know, will sort of look at and, and, and just have this notion that someone, someone, some anonymous figure took their time and effort to install something so that others could enjoy and others could discuss and, and, and converse really about art and what it is, what, what it is, what art is and what it represents. And so the invader mosaic, I believe is, is also extremely important. And finally, the teddy bear canvas painting by Brent Easterbrook. Brent Easterbrook is a new artist to the auction, to the auction scene. He, he this is going to be his first, his very first outing in an auction at this level. And I think that, you know, Brent, um, is is an artist that has that has really um, kindled a, a a tremendous amount of interest, and and for this to be available for the public to consume, the public to really embrace, and there is you know no um, no uh, a sort of roadblock there. Like it is available, it is there for for the bidding and for whomever really appreciates that work. And it, it is available in a forum like Christie's. I think that for Brent, it's, it's a seminal moment for him. It is really a launching point. And, and for, for him, I think that it's, it's truly the moment that, um, that uh, he will be able to point to as, well, that's when, you know, I was associated with, with this sort of energy that had been um, really something that uh, that had influenced me and had been something that I had experienced all around me, and now I'm a part of that. And so these are some of the highlights that I, you know, I mean, the sale is really just this tremendous offering of the highest quality material, and and so to me, everything is very exciting and and very much worthwhile. But these 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 five. Are, are you know what I can summarize right now as, as something that I would love to, to you know for others to really view and take seriously and, and, and really consider. I would definitely agree. I think in particular, Ronnie, for me, Invader is an artist that I've 
learned a lot about in the course of you and I putting this auction together. And I, I think that the invader is just an absolutely killer image. I think it really embodies everything about this sale to me. Um, and I certainly would underline what Ronnie says, that we just feel that the quality of what's in this sale is really exceptional, which is something that was really important to me as we thought about putting this auction together, that people would really feel that it was a, a moment of us really setting a benchmark for this type of material at auction. Um, and I think the fact that truly almost everything in the sale is it would be considered a highlight moment um, is really important. But for me, some of the other real highlights um, aside from the sale and another artist that I hadn't had the pleasure of really working with in our category until this moment was an artist, um, a Japanese artist, Mo Gokita, his dance party paper pulp work. Um, to me as a real star in the sale, it's really emblematic of a lot of his larger scale canvas pieces, but he's chosen to work in paper pulp, which is always a, a, a technique in the print medium that's interesting to me. There's a real tradition of artists like um, David Hockney working um, and Ken Nolan working at Tyler Graphics, sort of creating these handmade paper um, compositions. And, and really when you get up close with this work, you can see the marbleized surface and it's really it's an extraordinary work. It's also published by Pace, which I think is another indication that these sort of traditional print publishers are starting to really embrace this part of the market. Um, I know, Ronnie, that you would agree with me also in saying that the Harland Miller murder, we've all done it, is another absolutely standout piece in the sale. Harland Miller is 100%. another artist that... Uh, Harland Miller is another artists that we always talk about when we sort of think about the milieu and energy of um, this particular collecting community. I really think of Harland as such a sort of continuation of the work that Ed Ruscha has done, um, another artist that I always think about quite a bit in our category. And I, I think this is sort of an example with a sort of cheeky British sensibility. Um, he's also a writer and is always thinking about sort of the literary um, intersections with his own art practice. And this is, I, I would say it's just, it's one of the, it's a perfect standout example of his work. Um, another highlight for me that I think really emphasizes the convergence of the sort of new and the traditional is um, the Jonas Wood Cirrus Untitled piece. Um, it's a print by him that he produced um, at Cirrus as part of a number of prints that he's produced there. Jonas um, is an artist in printmaking that has become really important in our category. He's really um, created a lot of new buyers to the category with a lot of enthusiasm for his imagery and engagement in the subject. And I think um, we have a few different images by him. And I think this particular print is really indicative that he's, he's interested in sort of working on his sort of visual iconography using the print medium in a really engaging and exciting way. Um, I would also be remiss if I did not point out that there are two motorcycles, real actual motorcycles that one can bid on um, as a part of the sale, sort of, again, underlining that sort of illusion of categories that's happening quite frequently in this sale. I would um, emphasize particularly this, um, the work that was graffitied by Zephyr that's in the sale, just sort of showing that historical connection to graffiti of, of the 70s and 80s. That's really an important historical name that we always think about 
And then finally, I just always will say that on a personal level, I love David Trigley through and through. I think he, that humor that he embodies is another thing when Ronnie and I were talking about the sort of energy and nature of the work that would be included in this sale. I think humor is a really important factor that is often part of the energy. Um, and one of the sort of factors that lines quite a few of these artists together um, in, in how they're sort of connected and how they engage with their audience. So I, I would say that is an important piece to sort of think about as we think about the rest of the sale. But as Ronnie says, they're all, they're all really exciting. There's a number of artists making their auction debut either in the additions category or at Christie's generally, which is always a really exciting moment for us. Um, it's also just a critical mass of really, really great images. And it's, it's a perfect sale for the summer that Christie's is really, um, it's a privilege for us to offer. And I have really, really enjoyed working with Ronnie and putting this sale together. I think it's, it's a great moment for everyone. Agreed. It's been a tremendous experience working with Christie's and with Lindsay in particular. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't really emphasize the point that um, essentially Christie's has extended this opportunity to do something new and different. And I think that that that's important. And that that you know, at this moment in time, uh, it, it it will be a, a you know a a moment that we can reflect on when there was an opportunity to really do something special that was essentially in a, in a sort of a way undefined at the beginning, but became extremely more exciting and more tangible and ultimately ending up with the title, which is trespassing, which is an, an extremely appropriate sort of encapsulating word for, for really the spirit and the energy and, and everything that we're embodying here. And sometimes it, it takes, it takes someone to trespass, so to speak, to, to really change things and to really open people's eyes to new things. And so <clears throat> I think that, the, that this is, this is all converging. So now everyone has to go and bid, which can happen tomorrow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. You need to tell us how we can view the sale and bid. But before we do that, I just want to say thank you both for joining us on the podcast. It was a really great conversation about these two worlds that are really colliding. So Lindsay, if our listeners do want to browse the sale and see all the lots, including the ones you discussed and maybe register to bid in the sale, how can they do that? Starting on Wednesday, August 5th, the sale will be live for bidding, um, if you go to the Christie's website, you'll see it's really right under the auction color under trespassing. I would also emphasize that highlights will be on view by appointment um, at the Christie's Galleries in Rockefeller Center. That's going to be happening from August 10th through the 14th. Um, and we really encourage everyone to reach out. Um, there you'll also see some highlights on Instagram if that's a way that it's easier for you to come in and browse. Um, and please, um, my email address will be on the website. I really encourage anyone with any questions to reach out. We're always really happy to take people through and to sort of to discuss and to really talk about lots that you're excited about with any questions. So please, please feel free. But, um, and also check out our video that's on Instagram about the sale as we speak. Perfect. Lindsay and Ronnie, thanks so much again for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Adam. Great, my pleasure. Yep. Thank you, Adam.
Thanks so much to Artbase for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. Are you managing an art collection, an artist studio, or gallery? Is it time to bring your collection management skills up to a professional level? Well, Artbase is the right software to manage your art business. Artbase lets you track your artworks and contacts in an easy-to-use, powerful database. Enter your data just once and use that data to generate reports, offers, contracts, and much more. They've got a brand new version out with a whole new look that can be used on the cloud from any location on any device. So what are you waiting for? Go to artbase.com, that's A-R-T-B-A-S-E.com to learn more, and be sure to mention Art Tactic for a 15% discount. 